Hey everyone, this is Adam Venrick. Uh, before we begin, just a quick word of warning. This episode does deal very predominantly and explicitly with uh, themes of suicide, suicidal ideation, uh, suicide attempts. Uh, if that's not something you care to listen to, that is perfectly alright. Feel free to skip this one. If not, uh, please enjoy the show. I believe that I received a bad omen. On the very first day of school, I'm talking very first day of school, freshman year, things were already tense. My sister had moved back to Prescott College a few days earlier. I had gone with her to help out, and unfortunately, so had my parents. Both of them. Now, this might have been fine. My mom and dad will usually tolerate being in the same room together once or twice a year for no more than 15 minutes, provided that neither or both of them have been drinking. But after that, my mom starts sniffing at my dad. My dad starts ignoring my mom. And the two of them get hurt feelings, and it just sucks to be around them both. But those 15 minutes, those are pretty great. Unfortunately, that piece is brokered only by the fact that Matt, my stepdad, is almost never there. There's something about Matt, and I think I know what it is, that just serves as a natural irritant to most people, my dad included. Matt has the X factor of assholishness. But still, he'd been there the day that we moved Nora back into Prescott, and it had been unpleasant. I'd had to excuse myself. I told my mom the morning of the move-in, can it just be you, me, and Dad today? What do you mean? She asked. We were sitting at the kitchen table, eating English muffins with blueberry jam. I just mean, I don't really want Matt to come if it's going to make you and Dad act all weird. Trying to get rid of me, are you? Matt said. He was in the living room, but he has a bad habit of eavesdropping. No, I said. I swear, I just, I don't want you guys to fight. This is... This is already stressful enough without... Noah, said my mom. Honey, I appreciate the concern, but you don't need to worry about that. Your father and I are both grown adults. Matt doesn't set him off. But he does, Mom. And your dad doesn't set me off. But he does, Mom. Noah, stop it, she said. Really, I... Listen, I know that this is a big day for you. It's the first day of freshman year, so I just want to promise I will be completely civil. Thank you. As long as your father is, too. Mom. But she got up and wrapped her arms around me in this loose hug. She patted my back a couple times like you would a dog, and, and she sniffed my hair. Mm, she said, I wish you still had that baby smell, Noah. I know, Mom. Your fontanelle smelled so good. I know, Mom. The civility lasted all of roughly ten minutes. It broke down in the bookstore. At the time, for some reason, I'd gotten into my head that I wanted to be a studio art major. I think that was mostly just to piss off Matt, who thought that 
Art is for ladies and sickly rich boys. I was taking a printmaking class that first semester. There was a textbook for this class, just one, but it wasn't cheap. It cost 300 to buy new. Jesus, my dad said. Are they serious? It's highway robbery. John, said my mother, you promised you wouldn't do that. I know I did, Claire, but do you see this? It's unreal. Yeah, Matt said. That's a good one, John. With that much money, you could buy enough sperm to have a whole nother kid. My dad shot him this angry, angry look. Of course, the context changes when you remember that my parents are technically cousins. Do you always have to say things like that? Dad asked. Oh, don't yell at him, John, said Mom. You know Matt and his little jokes. I like them. This time, I wanted to marry someone who would make me laugh. Oh, said my dad. And where's he? I'm just saying, said Matt. No, if this Archie shit doesn't work out, maybe you could consider, like, switching over to econ or global commerce or something more manly. Oh, stop it, said Mom. I'm just saying, said Matt. Do you know the kid once told me he wanted to learn how to play the the harp? The harp, for God's sake. I mean, have you ever heard of a man who played the harp? And before I could say anything to respond, a voice from the aisle next to us just instinctively said, Alphonse Hasselmans, John Anderson from the band Yes, and Harpo Marx. There, said Matt. You see, the kid can't even fight his own battles. He needs a mystery voice to do it. What do you say to that, Noah? I didn't say anything at first. Just played with the black button that had showed up in my pocket. You will be the very emperor of the world, the voice in my head said. You make a good point, Matt, I said. I'll take it under advisement. But, like I said, there were bad omens that day. Well, one. Noah? Will? Will? I suppose you didn't come here for this story. You came here to hear what I've been up to. Rumors of my attempted death have been greatly exaggerated lately. It is true, I almost took myself out of the game a few weeks ago. It wasn't the smartest thing I could have done, believe me. It earned me a bonus spring break. Two weeks in the happy hotel. And to boot, I still had to do my homework for all four classes or risk falling behind. Of course, I am going to fail one class already. Pierre Gant will not be continuing. The semester-long effort in the drama department has been canceled. They, they didn't want to cast an understudy for my role because the play is very boring and no one else wanted to do it. Which I guess should make me sad, but really I'm thankful that that means Trevor won't be doing it. Loser. Instead, they're doing a mental health awareness workshop the Noah Trent Memorial Wellness Workshop, first annual. You do realize I'm not dead, I told the professors when they pitched this to me. Oh, we know, they said, but we're remembering you in spirit and in our hearts. You don't need to be fully dead for that. But it's kind of humiliating to have my name on it, I said. Well, it was really humiliating to have to cancel our show during Tech Week, but... That didn't matter to you. And I suppose that's accurate. Noah?
Will? Hey, man. How are you feeling? <sighs> I'm fine. What's up? What's up? Um, well, I, I thought I'd come see you, man. They said you were finally okay to have guests. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay is a bit of a stretch, I guess. How are you feeling? I feel like I should be dead. Noah. Don't Noah me, man. I guess not dead, but like, dude, I'm tired. They come in here every night and shine a light in my eyes. Well, that's to make sure they dilate, I suppose. I, I tried to tell them it was a cry for help. I don't need people checking in on me. Yeah. I'm serious, Will. I can barely take a shit without it being a federal case around here. And the food, my God, the food. And you know what else they have been doing? Art therapy. Drama therapy. Like, drama isn't part of the reason I'm here to begin with. So, the play was that overwhelming? I didn't say that. Well, actually, I believe you just did. You don't get it, Will. The play wasn't the problem. I was Pierre Gint, and I was perfect for it. I was probably the best Pierre Gint the state of Ohio has ever seen. <laughs> it's big talk for a college play. You sound like Matt. Dude, come on. You're not happy I'm here, are you? I guess I'm not. I don't know. I'm more worried about your mom. She's here. Tell her to leave. I don't want to see her. She feels bad. She should. She basically told me to off myself, Will. Some therapist. And she's sorry. Oh, well, that changes everything. Let's have some spaghetti. Oh, wait. I can't. They don't allow rope-shaped pasta here. They think it'll give us ideas. They only allow us to have bow ties. The most frustrating type of pasta. God, they really are. Fuck bow ties. Fuck bow ties. Yeah. Well, Jess and Eric came by earlier. Yes, I saw them in the waiting room. They brought me a piece, Lily. Did you see it? Yeah, it, it's, it's very nice. Olivia and Max are supposed to come by later. Gang's all here. Everyone's gone to the zoo. Don't talk like that, Noah. Why shouldn't I? What else should I call it? I suppose the preferred term is psych ward. I think insane asylum and sanatorium sort of, you know, went out the window. I like sanatorium. It makes me feel like I'm in a Guillermo del Toro film. <laughs> Don't patronize me. I, I wasn't. You want to know why I did it? Don't you? Not if you don't want to tell me. The fact of the matter is it... It wasn't an attempt. I, I know that's what they called it. I don't blame them. It looked like that at the time. It was a close call, but... I remember applying for Windler. I applied for 11 colleges. Can you believe it? 11. All the members of the Ohio Seven, that's the seven liberal arts colleges that reign supreme in Ohio, including Denison University, Oberlin, long may its admissions quota go unfulfilled, Kenyon College, Prescott College, 
the College of Worcester, all of which are colleges and not universities, Ohio Wesleyan University and Windler University. Fat chance getting into Oberlin, my mother said, and she was right. Kenyon and Prescott said no. Denison waitlisted me. The rest said yes. Beyond that, I applied at Northwestern. They said no. Chapman, they said yes, but not for the program I wanted. SCAD, they said no, but that was on a whim. And Yale, on a whim. They sent me a rejection letter, which looked like it had been used as toilet paper. I threw it away in a little plastic bag. I really wanted to go out of state. I really wanted to get away from Ohio. Frankly, I wanted the big city experience, something different from the stifling suburban Midwesternization I'd been staring down the barrel of my entire life. And what was more, cities are loud. Too loud to hear that, that voice, that horrible, ugly voice. Go roundabout, it said from time to time. Go roundabout. Noah Trent. Roundabout ended up meaning the college not 15 miles from the little suburb in which I'd been born and raised. Still, I suppose I should have been grateful. The financial aid was good. Go roundabout, Noah Trent. I settled on Windler. I formally confirmed my spot in April of my senior year of high school. I typed the confirmation with almost shaking hands, sitting at the lunch table with my friends Scott and Greg. They were my D&D campaign partners. Our DM was this guy, Sean, who ended up going to Columbus State for two semesters before dropping out to produce a new, wildly popular board game, which became the next big thing with the deodorant-free community. He's worth millions now. I was... I was told, after I confirmed, that there would be an orientation day that June where I would go, stay in the dorm, and register for my first semester classes. I could also put down a major where, rather ambitiously, I chose studio art. Again, a poor choice. I was told that in late July or early August, I would receive intro texts from my roommate who would be selected by a lottery process. I had originally wanted a single, of course, but... That didn't happen. So I got my roommate announced in late July. William Hughes. No email. No phone number. No social media. My parents agreed that this was odd. He's probably a meteorite or something, Matt said. You mean a Mennonite? I asked. Sure thing, said Matt. I originally just planned to let William Hughes reach out on his own. I mean, why bother being friendly when he was making it so inconvenient? But after lots of prying for my mother, eventually I decided to call the school's housing department for detail. Karen Limpinetti answered my call. Ah, yes, she said. Mr. Hughes, he was sort of a late enrollment. No record of elementary, middle, or high school completion or whatever kind of nonsense degree homeschool parents give out. We were going to offer his spot to an at-risk boy who wrote an essay. But we received a very generous donation from Villa Americana to let him enroll. So, I mean, we're not made of stone. The trustees would have thrown a fit. I'm just having trouble getting a hold of him. Could I maybe get his phone or email or socials or something? 
No, she said. Can't do that. Why? I'm, I'm not going to stalk him. I didn't even want a roommate. Oh, I know that, Mr. Trent. I read the really bratty email you sent out. What I mean is, I can't give any of that to you because he doesn't have it. We've looked into it. As far as anyone can tell, Mr. Hughes has no phone, email, or social media presence. Like he was just spat up by the sea or something. This is a really nice room, Noah. No, it's not. Noah, it's not. You get it. I do. Because it's a pun on your name, like, Noah, it's not. Why are you trying to be funny? You're never funny when you're funny, Will. You're only funny when you're saying something socially oblivious or unintentionally brutally honest. That is incorrect. I'm as funny as that weird mole on Dr. Collins's neck. You should get that looked at. Yeah, it kind of looks like Arkansas. It really does. Can I ask if you'd like to talk about what happened? No. No, why do you always need to talk things through? Well, it helps me to validate my perception of the world by comparing it to other people's. Well, knock it off. And listen, if you really want to know, I, I don't know why I did it. It's just been a long time coming. How's that? Well, I've been like this since I was single digits. You've lived with me. You know what I'm like. I'm not what you would call a very happy person. I'm not brimming with joie de vivre here. Yeah, but suicide? I didn't attempt. Well, Collins said that you did. Collins doesn't know the full story. I didn't attempt. It was more like heavy-duty contemplation or an attempt at attempting. I didn't actually try and do it, really. So then why are you here, Noah? Dude, look at me. Look at what my life has been, especially this year. I don't think your life is that bad. How's that? No, in the last three years, you helped stop the school from inciting war with North Korea. You helped win a court case against a multinational corporation, and you hooked up with a movie star. Oh, yeah. Did you see your last movie? Oh, it was so good. It was so scary, though. I like when she does darker work. I think it suits her. Yeah. But, but listen, I get all that. But that's not how it's been for me. In the last three years, I watched my grandfather, who I always thought had hated me, wither and die. I helped gaslight you for a full year. I caused a death with my car. I became an eco-terrorist and then caused more death even though all I wanted to do was stand up for something. And through all of it, I thought, I'm in the right. I have the right to be doing this. All my life, people have been kicking me, walking on me. I always thought one day, it's going to be my turn to do the kicking. And the longer I went without that, the harder it got, and the worse I became. And now I'm like this. Dude, I don't think you're that bad. I mean, if you're so bad, man, think of all the people that love you. Oh, please. Noah, come on. You, you seem a little hangry right now. Are you hangry? I'm not hangry, Will. And even if I was, what am I going to have? You know what they're serving in the cafeteria? Cauliflower rice. Pureed. 
It smells like a baby's butt. Ugh, I hate cauliflower rice. Right? It's so unnecessary. And why is everything made of cauliflower these days? I mean, now they do cauliflower steak. They do cauliflower rice, cauliflower pasta. I mean, why is cauliflower the universal grain stand-in? It makes no sense to me. And you know what people don't eat? Cauliflower. Mm -hmm. Just straight-up cauliflower. It's good. It is good, yeah. Yeah. I am hungry. I'm barely eating, you know. The food's been so subpar, and I think it's making them think that I'm crazier. I stopped at the vending machine, bought a candy bar. Do you want it? If I give it to you, maybe we talk a little more? Candy first. God, that's good. I don't even like milk chocolate, and that's good. Thank you. Really. You're welcome. What do you want to know, exactly? How long? How long what? How long have you been thinking about doing this? What does that matter, Will? I, I don't know, I just... I'm... I'm curious. Why? What does it change? I'm here now. Everyone always knew I was going to end up here. It's not like I could have broadcast it any louder. Well, of course not. And I, and I know that. I know you struggle, Noah. I, I just, I never knew it was this bad. It hasn't always been. But you tried, you tried to tell me before I went out of town. Longer than that, you idiot. What? I've been trying to tell you for over a year. You, and Jess, and your mother, and Olivia. It started... I don't know if it started after David died, or it just got worse. No, what happened to David wasn't your fault. I know that now. I knew that then. But the guy died driving my car, Will, and I don't know if it was an accident or a murder or, or what the fuck, but I, I, I'm okay with not knowing. I think I am anyway. Maybe I'm not. I know it's not my fault, but I still can't get over it. I can't get over the horror of being at that funeral. And then things just got worse. I spent most of the first semester alone. I met your grandma. She gave me hope. She gave me the first serious relationship of my life. And you all made fun of me for it. I was happy with Lorna. I didn't say anything when you were dating my sister last year and you and she were terrible together. I was happy with Lorna. I worked with Lorna. And then that fell apart. So I thought, fuck it. I'll stand up for my principles. I'll find something to care about. For me, it was the environment. I did what felt necessary. Maybe it wasn't a smart choice, but that entire time I was alone. I've been alone all this time. 
you isolate yourself on purpose, Noah. You do that, and then, then you wonder why you're unhappy. Like, I didn't... So why didn't someone say that? Because it wasn't our job. We tried, all right? You didn't want to hear it because you knew better than everyone. You know what? I usually do. I'm usually the only one in a given situation that's reacting appropriately. And everyone says I'm overreacting. I just... Will, when is it my turn? When is it my turn to not be minimized? When is it my turn not to be small? I don't... I, I don't know. But... No, I'm not part of that issue, okay? I've always supported you. No, you haven't. Will, you are a taker. I know you don't mean to be, but you are. You're just... You're a big gigantic emotional sponge. I had to basically be your babysitter freshman year. It was fucking exhausting. You're a taker. Your mom is queen bitch of the takers. Jess is a taker. No, she's not. She is. She's a taker who pretends to be a giver. But she's only good to people when someone's there to tell her how amazing she is. I give. I give, and I give, and I give until there's nothing left, until I'm empty, and then people still come to me and say, it's not good enough. Oh. All right. Well. So, maybe I wasn't that good a friend, but... You were one of us, Noah. You could've... What? Been a taker? Will, don't you get it? When you spend your entire life giving, you get surrounded by takers. Your entire social circle becomes takers because they know you can spare more and then they leave you. My whole life, people leave. Well, I think that's... My whole life. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think that seems like an overreaction, but I'm sorry, and I wish I could understand you better, Noah, but I'm... I'm sorry. You know what I will say? What's that? I was pleasantly surprised a few times by people. My grandfather, you know. Yeah, and, and I never got to tell you how sorry I am that he passed. Thank you. Yeah, he was cremated, so we're waiting to have the service till this summer, but... He left you everything in his will, didn't he? And all of it's gone. How did that happen? Kevin left, do you remember that? Y yeah, and I, I still can't believe he's really gone. You know, Tyler, that shitty, jockey, rich freshman that lives in my building on my floor? Yeah, I, I know him. I know of him. Well, Tyler broke into Kevin's room and took pictures of Kevin. Of his feet, actually, and he, and he put them up on this foot fetish website. Was it corn fancy or toe ticklers? Neither, it was shrimp stash. Will? How do you know so much about foot porn websites? Would you believe it was for an anthro project? I'd be willing to say I do, but... In the back of my mind, I'd always have doubts. It's fair. Uh, let's not stress the topic. Uh, go on. Yeah, uh, Kevin found out and went ape shit and tried to strangle Tyler. Deservedly. But Tyler's dad 
Oh, you know, rich guy wasn't going to let his kid be held accountable for anything. No, sir. So he was pushing to have Kevin arrested or sued, and I, I paid them off. With your grandpa's money. Yeah. Almost all of it. Jesus. I was going to move to L.A. on that money, Will. I'm sorry. I don't regret it. That's the weird thing. I hated Kevin this entire time, but I, I don't know. There was just something, there was something in him that I saw in myself, and I just, it wasn't even a second thought, you know? Because you're a good person, Noah. I'm not, but thank you. But anyway, that's not the point, Will. I always thought my grandpa hated me. My entire life, he was a hard ass, just like, like my dad or Matt. But that this entire time, I think he actually understood me. I think on some level, he was different. I think the rest of them were, I don't know. But I think deep down in, in his own shitty way, he was trying to toughen me up. Truly, to, to see if I was worth it. But that's not love, Noah. That's just being a hard ass. Well, no one's ever loved me without telling me how lucky I was to have them loving me. He was a hard ass. And he was cruel. But he understood me. And he never told me that I was lucky. I still... I still remember. There was this day when I was young. It was after my grandmother had passed. He got real quiet that summer. But he took me to drive. Taught me to drive going around a church parking lot, and it started to rain that day. And we decided to go get ice cream. And we sat in the car eating ice cream. He was, he was just staring into space. And I asked if he was okay. And he turned to me, and I'll never forget this, Will. He put his hand on my shoulder, looked in my eyes, and he said, You know, kid, you never realize how much you come to like the screaming until everything's silent. What do you think he meant by that? Looking back at it, that was the day I realized that he loved me. I know my mom loves me. Yes, she does. But she doesn't like me, Will. I know my sister loves me, but I know she doesn't think about me. I know my dad loves me, but I know I disappoint him. I... Will, my mom came in in the hospital before they even took me to the psych ward, and she wasn't crying. She wasn't screaming. She didn't hug me or, or yell at me or tell me that I was selfish. She said, You realize, of course, that after this little stunt, your life insurance policy is going to skyrocket. She said that. I'm sorry. And my dad, I don't know, he didn't say anything. 
He didn't have to. Matt started in with all this, this philosophy shit. You know, that motherfucker told me to read Camus, Will. I'm sorry, why? Why? Like, like I get it, but why? And my dad, I don't know. I could just see it in his eyes. I disappointed him. I... My father thinks I'm a failure as a man, Will. No, no, he doesn't. He does. And I am. I'm bad at being a man, Will. And I... I've never identified as anything other than a cishet man, but... I'm somehow so bad at being a man. But I... I don't think you're bad at being a man. I mean, what does being a man even mean, really? I don't know. Dude, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, but everyone validates you. You're assertive. You box now. You, I don't know, you talk to women easier than I do. You're, you're more confident. No, I'm not confident. I'm naive. And yes, yeah, sometimes that reads as confidence, but I am bluffing the entire way through, and I mean that. And sometimes people like that. Sometimes people mistake my not knowing things for being smarter than I am, and that's... That's one of the only good side effects of having the first 20 years of my life stolen from me. I'd trade with you in an instant, you know that? Don't say that. No, I mean it. I would. Get me a time machine. I'd swap places any day. I would have loved to have been a fish monster, swimming around up at a lake. No school, no parents, no unpaid internships. It seems amazing. Don't you fucking say that. You have no fucking idea. You have none. And I know you don't know that, but I had my life stolen and you can't even fathom how much I would have killed for the life that you had, Noah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then to see you sitting in this bed talking about just throwing it away. Fuck you. You selfish, spoiled brat. I ate rotting possums and raccoons and algae to live. My first girlfriend was a goddamn bitch. I survived winters under porches, and I never had a home, and I never had a family, and I never went to school, or family reunions, or the movies, or the mall. I never went on vacation. I never got to go to the prom, or to homecoming, or to learn to drive at 16. I didn't get in little puberty fights with my mom. When I was going through puberty, I smashed up people's boats, Noah. And the tragic, the tragic thing is, do you know what I'd kill? To have what you take for granted? Days, nights, evenings, weekends, months, years, time. Do you, do you even know what a luxury it is to sit and have time? To fucking waste time? I had to do it all. I had to do fucking years of it, like... All like, it's just this one single unbroken thought that I lived in and stretched through for years and years unending. And, and, and you want to sit here and say how bad you have it. You want to be like me? Fuck you. Fuck you. Just, fuck you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I remember when I met Will Hughes. 
I don't know what I've been expecting prior to moving day. I think I've been expecting a rich kid. Prep school asshole, maybe. Private school in Switzerland or a celebrity's kid. I don't know. I tried Googling him, which didn't end up being helpful. Shocking, I know. It's not like William Hughes is at all a common name or anything. It was like this. I'd gotten my books from the bookstore. Mom and Dad had told me to go ahead. I had to grab something from their cars, which was code for we need to have a passive-aggressive argument. I opened the door to my dorm room. To my surprise, it was completely empty. One bed, stripped down to its springs. Had housing not come by yet? Or do we still need to get the mattresses ourselves? I shut the door again quickly, turned around. A few doors down across the hall, I could see the RA's apartment. The door was open. I knocked on the door, and to my surprise, it just creaked open. Hello, I said. My voice almost seemed to echo. I stared into the room. Couldn't stop staring. A voice in my ears. Go roundabout. I felt hands on my shoulder. I jumped. Jesus Christ, I said. I spun around. A middle-aged woman with reddish-brown hair and glasses and a kind of mean bird-like face stood there. Sorry, I said immediately. Are you okay? She asked me. Yeah, I said. I'm sorry. I was staring into space. Are you Noah Trent? She asked me. Yeah. Yeah, I said. I am. Are you? I think you just poked your head in the room, she said. I think you're Will's roommate, right? Will Hughes? Are you his mom? I asked. I'm Jane, she said. Jane Ballard. Dr. Jane Ballard, actually. Got it, I said. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm Noah Trent. Sorry, I didn't see you guys in there. Thought I was in the wrong place. Are your parents around? Dr. Ballard asked me. No, I said. Well, yes, they're, they're just out having a domestic. Ah, she said. Marriage. Never saw the point in it. Anyway, enough of those pleasantries. Why don't you come and unpack? She led me back down the hallway, back away from that room. Go roundabout. The door opened, and I stepped in. There were two beds on opposite sides of the room, both with mattresses. Two dressers had been set up, two desks underneath the beds. A young man with newly cut hair was unpacking books at the desk on the left. Will, I said. Will Hughes? Oh my gosh, he said. You must be Noah Trent. Hi, it's so good to meet you. I've never had a roommate before, so I'm really, really excited. Did you find all the books you needed? Did you need help unpacking? Did you bring a mini fridge? Are you an only child? Are your parents alive or dead? If, the, if they are, are they still together? Will, said Dr. Ballard. Please. Was I asking too many questions? He asked. One at a time. And also, not all of those. Sorry, he said. Yes, I'm Will Hughes. It's nice to meet you. I see you've already met my psychiatrist, Dr. Ballard. Oh, I said. Uh, sorry, I kind of assumed she was your mom. And both of them laughed. 
For Will, it was a truly joyful belly laugh. For Dr. Ballard, it was a high, nervous laugh that came through her teeth like an accordion being played wrong. Oh, said Will, that's a good joke. And he looked up at her. God, Doc, imagine if you were my mom. Isn't that silly? Completely, she finally said. We unpacked for a bit. My parents came in and asked if I needed anything. I said no, so they said if it wouldn't bother me, they were going to go and grab a cup of coffee and catch up. Every other year or so, my parents attempt reconciliation, and the result is usually hurt feelings for several weeks and Matt being made an unwitting cuckold for one night. Or, in this case, one day in a coffee shop bathroom where they broke the changing table. I walked out with my parents, hugged my mom. It was a sincere hug. Shook hands with my dad, tried to be as firm as possible. Offered to shake hands with Matt, but at the last second, he pulled his arm away and said, Psych! They got in their cars and drove away. I turned. Dr. Ballard was behind me, staring at me. God, was she always so sneaky? Can I talk to you for a minute? She asked. Uh, sure. Did I do anything wrong? Not at all, she said. I was just going to ask, how would you like to make some extra money? I looked at her. I was flattered, but a little uncomfortable. No offense, Doc, I said. I appreciate the offer, but I don't really like older women. It's... Not that, she said. Please, you're not my type either. A little too country bumpkin, no offense. But no, it's... As I'm sure you concluded, Will is my son. Yeah, not really a big shocker there, Doc. You guys look just alike. An idiot would... Will doesn't know that, she said. And, and for complicated reasons, I'd like to keep it that way. Oh. And, and so, in about ten minutes, she explained to me the rather odd 20-year odyssey that had brought us to that moment. I'm sure you can appreciate it. It's a very delicate situation. My main concern is that Will starts to blend in with humans again. So I'd like to pay you to befriend him. I just need you to promise me you'll pretend you don't know anything about this. I already paid off a young lady named Jess as well. Together, I think the two of you can help him adjust. Please, Noah, I know it's a lot to put on a person, but I'm begging you. Please just try. I thought for a minute. All my life, people had said that to me. I know it's a lot. I'm begging you. Please try. I was used to it. Every inch of me screamed to say no. Instead, I said... Let's talk payment. I'm sorry. Will, wait. Hmm? Please don't go. I thought you hated me. I don't... I don't hate you, hate you. I just... Please just come back. I don't want to be alone right now. What do you want to know? I'll tell you everything. I just want to know why you did it, man. Again, like I told you, it's not really what you think. Like, 
Like, I didn't do anything. Then why are you here? I mean, I, mean, I was going to do it, but... Was it because of what my mom said? Because, no, she didn't mean that. She was, she was really hurting. I mean, like, Patty was so close to her, and I think... I think she blamed you, and she knows that was wrong. Patty told me not to blame myself, and I've been trying not to. But hell, Will, I've made such a mess of my life so far. I only ever tried to do the right thing. Why does this keep happening? You know, you're awfully high and mighty for an eco-terrorist, Noah. Don't lecture me about that. You want me to apologize for destroying an oil well? For trying to get rid of a garbage pile for caring about the environment? No! Fuck that! I'm not apologizing. I'm sick of apologizing for caring about shit. I'm not asking you to... Yes, you are. Everyone always is. Everyone expects you to outgrow caring about stuff. It's fine when you're young, but by the time you graduate college, you need to be bored and cynical and indifferent. You need to grab as much money and power as possible and pass it on to whatever fat, spewing piglets you manage to crank out as offspring. Christ, I hate kids, Will. No, I, I, I gather that. I mean... I shouldn't exist. Do you know that? My dad's anger and my mom's belligerent narcissism, they never should have had kids together. They never should have had me. Well, uh, also their cousins. That too. I've got some very hot cousins, Will, but you don't see me trying to have a baby with them. And you know what? I regret giving that money to Kevin. I was going to use it. I was going to get to L.A. I was going to start my life over. I was going to pretend to be from some different state. I was going to pretend my parents had died when I was young and I'd been raised by a rich aunt. I, I was going to get a vasectomy. You're 22 years old. I could legally get one four years ago. All right. No doctor in the pretends to be purple but is actually just red state of Ohio is going to perform a vasectomy on an 18-year-old, Noah. I know. I asked around. Well, so why don't you wait to make that decision? No. The minute I can get one, I will. I mean it. I hate the idea of having kids. The world's got another 30 years before it becomes uninhabitable, and it just seems so utterly and profoundly cruel to bring a human into it. All right, don't, don't think like that. Why not? You know it's true. I don't. Oh, come on, Will. Humans are destroying the world faster than we can rebuild it, and it's not going to stop till everyone's gone. Once humans are gone, maybe the rest of the Earth can have a chance, but then... Then what? Like, are, are you really that small? That you sit around and wait and watch and hope that human beings just get eradicated? Yes. Noah, that's stupid. It's more than stupid, actually. It's hypocritical. It flies in the face of everything you stand for as someone who claims to want to save the world. You know, actually, you sound like fucking Brayden. You love the idea of being a hero so much that you'll destroy everything to get to it. If humans die, then all the plants and birds and rocks and things... People aren't the problem, Noah. Jane and John Average aren't the reason the world is falling apart. That's the bullshit... It's a bullshit lie, and you know it. There's like five or six companies that are the reason the world is falling apart. The people running those companies are the ones you should be furious at. No, not the people struggling just to make it through the day.
but they're just as complicit in it. They work for those companies. They keep these systems moving. So you'd rather they starve? I'd rather people be just a little uncomfortable for a few years than have the Earth be gone forever. But that's not what we're talking about, is it? Noah, I... Look at me. Two years ago, I rallied and I railed and I swore that I was going to get revenge against Villa Americana. I took them to court and I fucking won and nobody expected that. And you know what I got? I got a piddly shit apology and a settlement that's gone. And instead of holding themselves accountable, the company named scapegoats and closed down a factory just to be vindictive. And they put hundreds of people out of work. And I... I am happy with what I got. They found all the kids that were experimented on. They brought them back. I'm happy about that. I, I, I really am. And I would, I would make that choice again. But Noah, that choice ended up fucking more people over than it ever helped. So you're willing to just give up? No. But I, I'm not angry. The way I see it, like, there's two options. You either run for office or you grab a pitchfork. You run for office, I'll support you. You grab a pitchfork, I'll pick up a torch, but this piddly shit whining and complaining isn't going to sell it for me because it helps no one. Listen, every word that ever came out of Braden Vandersloot's mouth was bullshit, but he did say one thing I actually agree with, all right? America is built on suffering. A lot of places are, but I happen to believe we can still learn from our mistakes, and I happen to believe that most people... Most people aren't actually the ones causing the suffering. They're perpetuating it because they're trapped and they're hurt and harmed. And they've been told it's all right to hurt others. But every day I look around and I see people doing things so profoundly kind and caring and wonderful that sometimes I think it's not even real. Noah, I'm sorry. I'd like to be a cynic, but... I have lost too much already, and I don't have the luxury because I just don't have the time. This is what I told Will. On moving day, I opened the door to our bedroom. It was empty. There was one bed with no mattress. The window glass was gone. I thought it must have been the wrong room, but... My key had worked. I was in the right place. I went I went a few doors over to the RA's apartment. I had been told that our RA's name was Kevin, but Kevin's name wasn't the one I saw on the door. The RA's name was Noah. Noah T. My name. And... The door was open, and I looked inside, and I saw, I saw myself, well, not myself, but myself older, bearded, and a dark, shadowy shape standing next to me. I reached into my pocket, found the loose button, started playing with it. And the black shadowy shape, it held something in its hand. A bottle of pills. Just normal, over-the-counter painkiller. It was forcing the pills down my throat. 
I swallowed them. And then the other me looked out into the hallway. I could tell he was staring back at me. And he wiped his mouth and sagged to the ground and said, you never realize how much you come to like the screaming until everything's silent. And then I felt a pair of hands on my shoulder and I spun around. And I've known, I've known for three years that I was headed here. Everything in me, staring across the hallway, staring into that apartment, staring into that night. Roundabout. All this time you felt like this was coming. I hoped it wasn't. I hoped that I was just tired, you know? I hoped that it was just like this weird waking dream and I could ignore it. But the sad thing is, Will, I didn't even think to watch out for it until I had already stepped in the trap. Can I give you a hug? Sure. You know, I don't know if this means anything, but I've had strange dreams myself. Yeah? I I had a dream once about being um, euthanized. Did I know that? Why do I feel like you've told me that? I think I started to once and then fell off, but basically what happened was um, I kept having these recurring dreams every few months. Uh, I was in a doctor's office in winter and the, the snow was coming down outside and everything was cold and gray and sometimes sometimes I was in the waiting room and then after a while uh, I started just dropping in the middle of the exam room and the doctor, it was always a different doctor, would be examining me. My eyes, uh, my mouth, my skin, uh, my balls once, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Every time they would frown or, or say, uh, okay, or get that, that look, you know, that look that doctors get when something is wrong, and they'd say, this doesn't look good, but they'd never tell me why, because I would, I would always wake up, and then this one day, I dreamed I was in a vet's office and my mom was there and all those doctors were there and I was there and I, I knew what I was there for. Noah, they were, they were putting me down and I was okay with it. And the vet went to put the needle in my neck and he kept hesitating. So I, I grabbed it from him and I, and I, I did it. I pushed down on the plunger, and I, I remember thinking, you know, how long is this going to take? And then immediately, I was on the floor, losing consciousness, and I just thought, oh, that was fast. That's, wow. But you know what? I, it should have been a nightmare, right? Like, all the others were, but that one, Noah, uh, I woke up from it feeling just incredible, and those those dreams, I never had them again. What do you think that all means? I don't know. 
I don't know that it means anything, but I, I, I still think about it. But you know the ironic thing, Will? I didn't really do it. But you, you took the pills. Kind of. After what happened with you and your mom, I went back to my room and I just did some homework. I ordered lunch. I tried my best to drown out the thoughts, and for a while it worked. So what changed? What changed was... It was Saturday. And at Windler, Saturday is party night. And I, I heard the sound of this breaking outside my room, and I opened the door, and I just screamed, what the fuck, you know? And I went into the hall, and one of my residents had broken one of the overhead hallway lights, like, broken one of the covers. I, I mean, there was glass and dead bugs on the ground, like, 20 years of dead bugs. Really, it was more bug than glass. And there was this broom they'd used to break it, and just, just to, there were footsteps, like, someone just running away. I went into my apartment. I got my broom and my dustpan, and I went out and started to sweep. And as I was sweeping, I just thought, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Is this just life? Is this what life is? And I thought, huh, I thought it would be more than this. I looked up, and I saw Kevin's room. The door was gone, so I just walked in. It was empty. One bed strips down to the springs. No glass on the window. And I went in and I I walked through this space that I used to live in and I didn't recognize it anymore. And so I just sat there until I felt these hands on my shoulder and I went into the bedroom. Harold? How do you know about Harold? My mom told me about him. It was Harold. And he just guided me back to my apartment and he opened my medicine cabinet and he handed me this bottle of pills and he opened it for me. And I thought he was going to be so cruel, but he just said, I have a gift for you. And I took it. And I opened it, and he, he held me, like, like he loved me. And he said, you've been running for such a long time. And I said, I know. He said, you know what you are. I said, emperor of earth he said you're a little button and then he held me so close that's what I realized all those years I thought he was forcing my hand but he was just holding me I opened the pills and I took them and I, I looked across the hallway, and I saw it myself, my young, 
young self-will. And I said to him, you never realize how much you come to like the screaming. Until everything's silent. That's right. Except that it wasn't me, Will. I looked at it. It was one of my residents, drunk as a skunk and pissing in the doorway. That fucker was pissing in my dorm. And all at once, I just realized, this isn't how I want to go. I deserve better than this. I deserve better. And I made myself throw up. But as I was trying to do that, I just, I thought, God, what if I can't do it, you know? I mean, Will, do you realize the horrible, tragic irony of realizing that you want to live and then being unable to stop your suicide attempt? But you did, you did stop it. I did. I made myself throw up and then I called the hospital. And I knew what was going to happen. I knew. And I didn't care. Because you wanted to live. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Noah? Yes? I'm... I'm happy you're alive. And and Noah? Yeah? You're not wrong, you know? feeling the way you do about the world falling apart. But it's cynical and it's selfish. No, it is, but... I mean, God knows you've earned it, Noah. I'm sorry. You're right. You have the right to be angry. At your parents, at, at, at everyone. You have the right not to have kids if, if you choose to. And if you do decide to, or if you adopt that... I really want you to know I think you'd be a great dad... And I I truly believe that. But you also don't owe the world that. You don't. And I I hope you go to Hollywood. And I I hope you get famous. And I hope you make movies and shows and plays. And that you you get to be happy. And I hope you get to do everything you want to do and more. But you... I just need you to promise me you'll stay alive. I will. And I know, I know the world is falling apart. And in 30 years, for better or for worse, the world as we know it now isn't going to exist. And I, I think we need to acknowledge that before we can fix it. How can you be so blasé about it? Because the world as I knew it never existed. I, I never knew the world. There's nothing really for me to miss. Your mom seems manipulative. Your dad seems shitty. You have the right to not talk to them if you want. But Noah, if you can ever find a way to work past it. That's that's why I want to be famous, you know? What? I want. I want to run off to Hollywood, Will, because if I make it, then I can get so obscenely famous that I don't ever have to see them again. That's how I'm going to win. After all the bullshit, that's how I'm finally going to win. I'm going to get so rich and so famous that I can tell them to go to hell. But I won't. 
I'll let them come groveling back for the money. And then, then I'll win. No, you won't. What? Noah, you're, you're trying to get rich and famous so that you can buy your parents' love? It's horrible. And what if you don't get famous? What then? I think you already know that. Oh, bullshit! You, no, you know what, motherfucker? I'm not gonna let you do that. You don't get to threaten to off yourself if this bullshit, bogus, sick, sick, sad little plan doesn't work. I won't fucking let it. I, Olivia and Jess won't fucking allow it. You think Jess would ever take that lying down? No. She is gonna reach into the afterlife and grab your ghost and force it back into your body to smack the shit out of you. All right, maybe I'm being melodramatic. And you say no one loves you. Do you not understand that you are like a fucking brother to me? Do you not understand that you are the closest thing that I have to a sibling? I fucking love you. Don't you ever doubt that. Ever. What? I... I'm sorry. I know I wasn't a good friend to you. I know I am selfish. I know I took advantage of you so many times, Noah, and I am so, so sorry because you deserve so, so, so much better because you are the single bravest person I know, and I am so proud of you. I fucking am. I am. You're, you're a good man, Noah. You are. Well... I need help. I know. I... My mom... My mom has a psychiatrist that she wants to set you up with. We can get you meds. We can... We can get you caught up, okay? I'd like that. <laughs> it's a little sad, isn't it? Having to study for finals at a hospital. <laughs> Oh, you'll be out before finals. You can see Jess walk the stage. I'd like that. Do you want to... Do you want to get some ice cream, Noah? Sure. Actually... Wait. Oh. I need to ask you something. Okay. Lorna. She's... She's gone, isn't she? I'm... I'm sorry. Did someone tell you? No. No, I just... I knew she'd... Come and see me. And I knew it was time. She spoke very highly of you at the end. She asked me to tell you, thanks for the dance. And before I forget, she wanted me to give you something. This is a 45 single, it's Full Moon by Sandy Denny, and she gave it to Mom, but... Mom thought that you should have it. Thank you. 
she loved you, Noah. I know I didn't always understand why you two were together, but... She loved you. I loved her. Very much. <sighs> well, what do you think I should do? Pure Gint's a non-option now, and, and I feel like I'm going to be the laughing stock of that entire theater department. No. It is a college theater department. Give it a week. Give it two. And by the time you get back, there will be more new drama, and no one, no one will remember what happened. <laughs> That's true. But, like, I really... I wanted that role to work. No, a Pierre Gint is a boring play about a colonizing, sociopathic, misogynistic asshole. Do you really want your crowning achievement in life to be playing that in a college theater production, no less? I just wanted people to take me seriously. But why? What, you're not a serious man. Screw you! No, I mean it in a good way, Noah, you're funny! I, like... I still remember seeing you sophomore year. You were in that play that Laura Jacoby wrote for the Student Theater Association. That play sucked, Will. But you were funny in it. And I just, I liked that you were funny. <sighs> Thank you. You know, you've, you've got all this time in here. You, you could write your own show. I mean, like, you're really smart and your essays are good. Yeah, but... And you could write a role that you want to play, a role that only you can play, Noah. Just make it... Make it funny. Make it weird. Make it stupid if you need to, but just make it funny. I'll even come act in it if you do. It can be my Windler debut. <laughs> All right. Challenge accepted. And just then, the door opened. It was Matt. Sorry, he said. I wasn't sure if you two were done. We're about to get some ice cream, I said. You want to come? And he looked almost flattered. You! You want me to... To get some ice cream with you? Yeah, I said. How about it? I... I... No one... No one's ever invited me to get ice cream before. That's sad, but you're welcome to come. And he looked like he was going to start crying. Are you okay? I asked. I just... Kate, I know I've been so shitty to you for so long, and I'm sorry. You deserve so much better. I... Really? I'm sorry. When we met... You intimidated me so much, Noah. You had this this strength of character, and I, I'm like a little worm, you know? I don't have a backbone, and I've been so shitty to you, and I'm sorry. I can't imagine what you've been going through, but I just need you to know that, well, she may not seem like it, but your mom and I, we are so proud of you. If your dad ever willingly talked to me, I'm sure he'd say that, too. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. Noah, he said, can I 
can I give you a a hug? You want me to hug you? I thought you said that the only people who should give hugs were, were little girls when they have tea with their dollies. Noah, I haven't been hugged in such a long time. Oh, bring it in, you guys. Oh, yeah. Bring it in, man. And Matt hugs me. It was really weird. He didn't know how to do it almost, so he started, like, crushing me. And then he did, like, like cactus arms. But eventually he figured it out. I'm so proud of you, man, he said. And I just want you to know I love you so, so. What the shit was that? Uh, I, I, I think he just exploded. What do you mean? I, I think your stepdad just spontaneously combusted, Noah. Sorry about that. This is gross. Oh, oh God, one of his eyeballs went down my shirt. Ugh. Well, Ugh. I mean, that's a lot of physical contact. Oh, God. Loving me literally killed Matt. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read into it. Yeah, I... You know what? I will. Because you said you loved me like a brother, and... And Jess loves me. Y yes, that's right. And Olivia and Max and Eric to a lesser extent and mom and maybe dad and, and grandpa and Nora and all those people who've said that they love me over the years. And I haven't always believed it, but if I was really unlovable, if loving me really made people explode, then either none of you love me or... Or I'm not unlovable. And this was just a freak accident. Well, they do say spontaneous combustion is more likely at middle age. Which one do you think is more likely, Noah? Thanks, Will. Hey, let me shower and get some of the gore off, and then we'll go get that ice cream, okay? Yeah, that sounds good, man. Hey, Will? Yeah? I love you too, man. Thank you. Hey, Will? Yes, Noah? Do you want to start a band with me? Uh, oh, um... I'm gonna learn bass. Well, uh, well, why don't we talk about it later? No, I want to talk about it now! <sighs> Fine. Great. We'll call ourselves the Butter Boys. Noah! Or something else. Please go shower off. What about this? The money shots. That is so much worse. Okay. Wait. Will. 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 What? The one-eyed cats?